Hey guys, welcome back to Confessions of a High Strung Woman. I'm gonna go ahead and dive right into part two of the Lady Shame series. This was specifically the relational shame, um, kind of mom shame, wife shame, lady shame um, that we talked a little bit about in the last episode, but it got long, so I thought I would split it up. But this is, this is a big one, I think, for all of us as women, and so let's jump right in. Um, this is a crazy story. This is a girl I went to middle school with who I've always just loved. Her name's Jamie, and um, she is a teacher as well. I gotta hand it to you, like teachers and mamas, y'all have it real rough. Cause I think it's because you're in situations where you're surrounded by other women. Like that's primarily um, your day to day. But uh, she, she said, she shared a story of, um, there was another lady that she knew and um, she lived in a small town and um, she had always been friendly with this lady, thought everything was cool. And then she started hearing that this lady was running her mouth. Like she was telling stories, lies about, about Jamie. And she's like, I mean, I don't know what happened or what made her want to do that. It was really rough. And I tried to just ignore it and, you know, get past it. And then a new school year started. And because Jamie is also a teacher, she had that other lady's kid in her class. Oh my gosh come on. Like, can you imagine the hardest thing in the world? The Lord gives you for a year, for a year, the responsibility and charge to take care of and instruct and bring up and challenge and breathe life into the kid of someone who's just been out to get you. Huh? I was like, girl, what did you do? Like, I need to know <laughs> what did you do? She said, I just told myself to suck it up, face it, be the bigger and better person. She said, and one of my best friends drilled it into me to just have grace. Show up every day with grace. It's one of the hardest things I have ever done. And you know what? I got to say to you, sis, yes. I don't know that I could have done that. I'm, I'm just real honest. Like, definitely not just on my own. That was the Lord inside of you to show grace in that place. And, I mean, when people talk like that, it shows so much more about them than it ever does about us. And anybody, anybody with half a brain, will be sitting around going, mm, they know who's saying the things, okay? They know who's telling the story. And they're always going to take it with a grain of salt. And beyond that, even, Jamie just really leaned into this truth that she could trust God with her reputation. She can trust God with her reputation. And because she doesn't have to worry about defending herself and defending her reputation, although there's a time for that, she focused on loving and teaching this kid. And the Lord will work it out. And he did, and he has. And that's kudos to you, Jamie. Like, you get a standing ovation for me because that's that's freaking badass. I don't know what else to say. Um, let's go back to mom shaming. Um, a young mom that uh, I've known forever and just love her to death. She was actually in my youth group when I was a youth director, so it makes me feel super old that uh, she has a little one who's super cute. But she shared, she said, mom shaming is the worst for me. She said, it doesn't even have to be directed at me. If I see or hear a mom shaming another mom, she was like, it lights a fire in me that no one can put out. I was like, yes, girl, fan that flame. <laughs> you, it should make you mad. We should stand up because it's, in, it's, it's injustice. It's wrong. It's abuse. She gave an example. Um, like in the grocery store when a child is throwing a fit and someone gives a nasty look. It just undoes me. But I always try to say something to that mama to try and encourage her or let her know she's not alone. Y'all, that is the key to this whole thing. 
it's not just how do I survive lady shame and how do I ignore it? We're here because we can change it. And how do we change it? Exactly like what Lauren shared. We go up to that woman we see being shamed. And we have two options. <laughs> we can address the person shaming, but we can also go to the one who's been shamed and love on them and just let them know that is one opinion and it is not right. Here's another opinion. I think you're doing a freaking great job. My little one threw down so hard last week that it <laughs> that she threw all over me and we had to leave the grocery store with no groceries. So like hang in there. I mean that kind of encouragement and community when you are sis you you are in the arena as a mom you are in the arena in those places and we've got to have each other's back we've got to encourage each other and listen I'm gonna say something super controversial even if that mom even if that woman even if that whatever they're not handling it the way that we think that they should handle it because I'm gonna tell you what's gonna change this world is not proper instruction okay What's going to change this world is not lining everybody up and saying, this is the right way to do it. It's not. What's going to change this world is talking to each other in such a way that they know they can figure it out and that we believe that they can figure it out. They can do what's right for them. They can know exactly what's right for their little one. And we can quit getting some kind of weird sense of like status or approval or even like currency. It's like she currency, woman currency by being like, oh, she did what I told her she should do. Like I totally gave her the best advice. That's messed up and we need to let that go. Your worth should not be in telling other people it, what to do or how to do things because what you do in that moment, and I've shared this in a video before, which I'll share again this week. When you give unsolicited advice, when you tell somebody what to do, you immediately make their problem worse. You make their problem worse worse because now they're worried about if they don't do what you've told them that you think that they should do, then you're going to be mad at them. I mean, that's, I realize you may not think that's what you're doing, but that is absolutely what happens. The best advice you can ever give anybody else. And this is something that my girl Allison said to me, she was like, Ab, I don't know. I don't know what you should do. Cause I'm like begging her. I'm like, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Cause I needed somebody to tell me. And if I'm super honest, I wanted somebody to tell me so I could do it, but then also blame them if it didn't go right. <laughs> but she said to me, I don't know. I don't know what's right, but I know, I know that you're going to hear from the Lord and I know that you're going to know what's right. And I got your back. Oh my gosh. That's the most empowering thing in the world is when you look back at somebody and you're like, I know that you're going to know what's right. How can I best support you? Like, you can share your story, but girl, you share your story if they ask. Like, don't be running around giving unsolicited advice. You want to make people run from you, you are the unsolicited advice giver. That's what happens. Like, you're not blessing people with your advice. You're making them feel small and tiny, and they don't really want to talk to you. You're not a safe place for them to share anything. Like, that is not the ticket. The ticket is looking at somebody else and loving them right where they are, once again, letting, letting them be where they are. Even if you think it's so wrong, trusting the Lord to be a big enough God to work and move in their hearts and, and loving and encouraging them and speaking back to them in such a way that's like, you've got this, you've got this. Um, another, <clears throat> another story of, uh, the shame came from, um, a lady who is in the military, which I'm like, man, that's a world I don't know anything about. But I thought this was really impressive. When I asked her what she does when she experienced lady, experiences lady shame, she was like, military wives are brutal. It can be really tough. 
I can't even imagine like military life in and of itself is such a sacrifice. And we're so grateful for all of you who make that sacrifice to protect and to keep us safe. But it's, it is taxing on the family. I know absolutely. And it takes again, the heart of a freaking warrior in a lioness to be that, that military mom, whether you're in service or you're not. She said, uh, (laughs) when I was like, what do you do? She's like, I usually just call them out. Like, honestly, I called them out. That may not be everybody's, you know, most comfortable approach, but you got to hand it to her. I call them out. She's like, I don't have time for it. It does depend on the situation, but I'm active duty Navy and my husband is a civilian. So he doesn't see it. She said these military wives can be brutal. I avoid it as much as possible. And then she said this, and I think this is so, so fascinating. Mama, here's why. Here's why. Learning to deal with mama shame and lady shame is so important is because one day your little one, like your little ones are watching. They know what's happening. Like they may not know all the details, but they can feel it and they can sense it because I mean, you're their mom. They're, they're tuned in. She said, my mom did a great job in making sure I knew I'm exactly who I need to be and that other people's opinions are none of my business. Come on with it, mama. But honestly, I just focus on the fact that it says more about them and their character than it ever does about me. And I'm not going to let them get me out of my character. We should always build each other up. Oh, I just love that. Miss, read that one more time. My mom did a great job at making sure I knew I'm exactly who I need to be and that other people's opinions of me are flat out none of my business. I focus on the fact that it says more about them and their character than it ever does about me. And I'm not going to let them get me out of my character. That is so freaking good. I mean, there's so much wisdom in that. And obviously she's an incredibly strong woman. Um, this is such, such good perspective, like focus on your character. And you know what? Sometimes it's really hard to let other people just like sit in their ugly, like when they're being ugly and they're spewing ugly and they're trying to get it all over you. And you're like, Nope, I'm not going to even engage. Like (laughs) as soon as I reach down to try and help you get some mud off of you, I'm going to be covered in, in mud or, you know, it's, it's, it's so sticky when we are able to just let them be where they are. That can be challenging sometimes because some of us hate any kind of conflict. Some of us hate any kind of like uncomfortableness, but you, you, you have to let it be because in that place, they begin to feel the natural consequences of their own actions of being unkind. Okay. Another girl that I just love. I think this is another great perspective. She was like, I've gotten so much lady shame on who and how I'm supposed to be. Um, Her background was that she was adopted and she was in a small town and she was raised in church and all the church ladies were always trying to tell her how to be, how to be a woman. Um, When I asked her how she dealt with it, she said, after a while, I just chalked it up to them being jealous of how amazing I am. I love that perspective. She was just like, "Mm, they just don't get it. Like they're jealous. Then as I got older, I just had to tell myself that the ladies giving me the side eye or the girls talking behind my back were probably going through something that had absolutely nothing to do with me. And then she talked about this, which is what I mentioned earlier. As I got older, I started to dislike going to church because the ladies would always offer this unwanted advice and counsel. (sighs) Y'all... If we stand back and we're like, people are running from us, they do not want to connect. We have to check our hearts. Like we, we, I know you think that you're doing good things by telling this girl how to be a good wife or how to be a good mama, but mm -mm, 
you that is the Lord's job. Okay, your job is your family. Your job is your kids. And then your job is to love and support this lady wherever she is and to interact with her in such a way that like you are not God's representative. Like you're not the the hall room monitor of life. Like what are you doing? Don't touch that. Put that down. Get back in there. That's not okay. That's not your job. God's got it. And he will relentlessly pursue all of us. And I got to tell you, a lot of times we are flat out in his way, like in actively blocking completely in his way. Let's close our mouths. Let's step back. Let's get out of his way and let's trust him to do the work in those women's lives. And I promise you, a lot of times we focus on other people because it's really scary to focus on what's going on inside of us or in our homes or with our kids. Like we see it over and over and over again. But here's what I can tell you, sis, you are going to figure it out. Whatever is in front of you, it is not too big for you and the Lord, and you can face it. And the more that you give less energy to the people outside and how they need to act and how they need to be in order for you to feel comfortable and you deal with you, the better your whole freaking world is going to get. Um, one of the girls shared after reading the thread on Facebook, she said, uh, this is my good friend, my good friend Liz, she has red hair. I love me some redheads. Um, she said, reading this thread, it strikes me that as women, as women tend to live and believe in a world of scarcity. Um, Brene Brown talks a lot about that. For an example, if she's successful in her life, that's less available for me. Or if she's right, then I can't possibly also be right. And somehow it takes away from my sense of worth and my own, quote, rightness. Living in a world with a perception of abundance rather than scarcity would do us all some good. There is more than enough to go around. Oh my gosh, that is so insanely true. And I can tell you that for me, um, even as a woman in the music industry, like all we hear, you know, or maybe it's just because I hear it, but the stats on <laughs> the number of female artists in top radio or signed acts, like, I mean, we are a very, very small majority. And so if you have a girlfriend, you know, a buddy who's also in the music industry and she makes it like, I, you just panic. You think there's no way I'm going to make it. She's the one person, the one in a million that's going to make it. It's not going to be me. And it makes relationships so, so hard. It, it turns everything into competition and oh, it competition, you know, some people say it breeds greatness. I think that you can breed a lot of fear and really hard edges and women. And it's, it does absolutely does not bring out the best in us living from a place of abundance believing that there's more than enough, that what God has called you to, he's put in your heart or the heart of your children or your husband, like he, he will provide for, there's not a limited amount of anything. You know, we, Allison and I laughed all the time. Like if God runs out of money, he just makes more. Like it's, it's an arbitrary thing to them. He owns all of the dollars, like all of the dollars. He has all of them. He owns all the cattle on the Hills. And if he runs out of cattle, he just makes more like that's, that's a really, really big God. And when we live in that mindset, there's so much more grace and room and freedom to support each other and to empower each other and to let people be where they are because God is big and he's not little. And he's also not depending on you to make people right. He's depending on you to love, to throw open the door to the idea of a God who is crazy about them, who wants to know them, who offers the gift of salvation and of peace and of life abundantly. Okay. It takes 
a tremendous amount of character to let somebody be who they are and where they are choosing to be. But trust me, their actions show the world who they are, not who you are. We live in such a defensive place. Um, it can be so tough to like not jump in and respond to the comment, right? To retweet the thing, to get in all these places. We feel like we need to defend ourselves. And I believe absolutely there's a place for that. Um, I got to tell you, I get uh, my fair share of comments and it's not even from people I don't know. Like it can be a random, like super distant family member who's like, I don't like that you're not smiling in this picture. Or why did you, why did you leave leading worship? Why'd you leave God and go do, you know, this, this embarrassing worldly music, whatever. Y'all, I just delete them. Like, I don't even get into it. I'm like, it is, I'm not even going to lose myself in the 45 minutes of like, what's the perfect thing to come back and say? I'm not going to waste my life responding to people who just obviously don't get it. Like when you have somebody who comes at you really hard, in my perspective, it's just always to step back and be like, man, they just, they don't see it. They don't get it. And it hurts. Oh, it sucks so bad when your people don't get it. I remember when I was starting um, the Indiegogo to raise $25,000 for this last record, um, the feisty record that I did. And, um, (laughs) nobody in my family had really ever done fundraising. Like we always were just like, you work the jobs, you save the pennies and then you do your own thing, like self-funded. But I had reached the end of what I could realistically do on my own and still try and tour and have a career. And it was a super vulnerable thing for me. But I remember I shared it with a couple of close people and two of like my closest looked back at me and were like, well, good luck. You know, seems like a lot of money. Like, like kind of shaming me for asking for it. And there are a lot of people who ask for ridiculous things. Like, I mean, I'm, the GoFundMes, I can't even, like some of the funniest things in the world are out there. But in legitimate places where people are like, hey, I've reached my end. If you believe in this, you want to support it in it, come on. I love things like that. I love supporting friends' businesses. I love knowing, um, you know, just like being able to support and empower people that I love and I really, really believe in. But it took me out. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, if my people don't think that I can do this, like obviously they're not going to give to the campaign. <laughs> They think, they think I'm asking for too much. I'm so screwed. And I really had to get back to the Lord. And I was like, precious from the vial, precious from the vial. Like, Lord, what is this? And he was like, you can't be mad at them because they can't see. They can't see the vision that I've given you. They can't see what I have let you see. So you can let it go. Like, and you can just know they don't get it. They don't get it. It's hard to let people be where they are, especially when where they are is hurtful. But we can let them and we can trust the Lord. You have every right, I just, I definitely want to say this. You have every right to have boundaries, to stand your sacred ground. Like if somebody's coming at you or they're criticizing, you know, your, you in front of your kids or your kids or like you in the workplace or whatever, like absolutely. I'm not saying we just roll over and are like, oh, God's going to work it all out. Like you stand your ground, you have your boundaries. Like we teach people how they can and can't talk to us. Um, that's, that's insanely important. And one of the things is that, I just want to say here, like, if you're listening and you're, you know, a high-strung woman or you're somebody who um, has a big personality or has been told that they're, um, you know, really strong or whatever, I got to tell you, this is a place where you can use your power for good. It should be known amongst your people that, like, you do not stand 
for shaming of any kind. Like you can use that powerful force of a personality and you can shut down the shaming. You cannot endorse it. You don't have to just let it happen and be quiet or whatever. Like this is a place where not only can we survive it, but this is how we begin to bring about change. And one of that is that like shaming is not okay in my presence. Like if I'm around, I'm going to say, I think you're doing a great job. This is totally different than maybe how we want to do it. We can perhaps talk about this later, but like shaming somebody to change their behavior is not okay. Like you're not going to come around me and talk trash about like, and people know it. And, um, when I began to kind of start doing this, um, it, I didn't really realize that it was effective until (laughs) I didn't realize that it was working, that like people knew me as somebody that was like, wasn't going to entertain talking bad about somebody. Um, until, eventually I would hang out with other friends and they would be like, Oh, did you know about this or about this? And I'm like, no, I didn't know about any of that. And they're like, Oh, didn't they ask you like what she said or whatever? And I'm like, no. And then I laughed and I was like, it's because they know that like, I'm not going to get in the middle. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know about it. Like, I'm going to love these people. You need to be grown folk women and sit down and have a conversation. Like we're not, we're not playing middle school past notes, like coalition building, whose side are you on? Like that, that's just ridiculous. Um, and, it, it made me laugh, but I was also like really grateful and really proud because again, we teach people how they can treat us. We teach people who we are. We teach people what's, what we allow and what we don't allow everything from like who we allow to be around us, to speak into our lives, to physically touch us, to, you know, I mean, We teach people those things. And so one of these places where we can use our powerful personalities for good is to say, "Mm -mm, there there will be no shaming in my presence. Like I won't support it. I won't stand for it. I also won't ignore it. Like that's just not okay. The other thing is, is that as we remember that hurt people hurt people. I know that's so simple, but it's so, so true. And it's like, um, Monica said earlier, like, I wonder what is triggering that behavior. Like what, how did her mom treat her? How did her friends treat her? Like, where did it get, what part of her story told her that this is how we treat people or that it's okay to act this way. Like when we remember that hurt people hurt people, like it doesn't just randomly come from nowhere. We can have compassion for them. And we can realize that, man, you're trying to take shots at me, but like they can't touch me because it's not about me. And I hurt for you because I realize that this is a part of your story that people have treated you this way. And I know how much I hate you treating me this way. And I imagine how you felt. It it requires a stout heart, unbelievable confidence in your worth and a compassion for others that does not take away from the fierceness of our own healthy boundaries. I know that seems like a super crazy idea, like I have boundaries and like, okay, you can't come in here, you can't say these things, but then I'm also supposed to have compassion for other people. It, it seems like, you know, fire and ice, but it absolutely isn't. It is, it is the sweet spot, I would say, of like a healthy life and of really being able to love and, and have a like vibrant social life, like interaction with other people is that you hold on to yourself and you're like, there's some things that are okay. And there's some things that are not okay, but that your heart can also reach out to have compassion. Having compassion for somebody doesn't mean that what they're doing is okay. 
Having compassion means that you can know that this is not just about you and that there's something else going on and that you can begin to specifically pray and intercede for that place, for healing for that place in that person's life. And as you show them grace, as you show them firm boundaries of like, no, you can't talk to me like that. And grace of like, man, how are you? Like, how was your day? What's going on? As you're able to, to marry those two things, like, I promise you, first of all, like, lady shamer girl, she's not going to know what to do with you. It's mouth on the floor. Like, for somebody to be kind to her in the face of her being ugly to them, she's not even going to know what's happened. But to me, the power to show up in life with a perspective and an attitude that's so contrary to how people expect things to be like, you be ugly, I'm going to be ugly. Like you be mean, I'm going to be mean, or you be nice and I'll be nice. When we're able to show up in those places where it's like, you're going to be ugly and I'm going to be kind, you're going to be mean and I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to show you compassion. That is what the power of the living Jesus inside of us does. That's what it means to be a believer. That is how we are different. And it's super challenging, right? It's, it is not easy when someone's coming at you about how you're raising your baby. But it is, it is absolutely an incredible opportunity that if you, if you can, and I know that you can, step back and take a place and say, you know what? I'm going to be what I longed for but did not experience in this situation. I'm going to be welcoming. I'm not going to be cold and judgy and distant. I'm gonna, I'm going to walk up to these new girls. I'm going to welcome them. I'm going to tell them my name. I'm going to exchange phone numbers, like whatever it is. I'm going to be the exact things that I long for. And that may be a really powerful exercise is to go sit down and be like, man, these are all the things that hurt me when I walked in this group, or these are all the places I experienced shame. And then for you to make a conscious decision to be the opposite of that in situations, just like Lauren said, go up to that mom in the grocery store and reassure her and be like, you're doing a great job. Like it's all good. That that is how we turn the ship. That is how we begin to change how we experience women and how other women experience us as a woman is that we don't just buy into the rules of like, oh, this is just how it is. We say, no, I'm not going to entertain people talking. And I'm also like, oh, this is the hard part. Lord, check my heart. Check my heart where I have judged other people. Check my heart where I've rolled my eyes at the mom with the screaming kid in the grocery store because I'm just trying to get in here and buy my chips and guacamole and this kid is just losing their mind and I have had the thought in my mind of like, what's this mom doing? Lord, forgive me. Like, help me to proactively be different. We absolutely have to embrace some vulnerability here. Um, it's absolutely a risk when you choose to love somebody, especially in the face of meanness and of harshness. But it is, that's just what makes you a powerful, incredible, incredible woman. This is a place that we will get to use our big force of personality for good. We will establish that it's not okay to criticize belittle or judge others in our presence or even elsewhere. And, you know, we have, instead of that, you can't sit with us attitude. We have that you can sit with us and maybe you can't speak for the whole group, but like, girl, you can sit with me, pull up your chair. Tell me about yourself. I want to know all the things. I don't understand that. Tell me some more about that. Be curious instead of threatened. The last thing I want to close with is a quote by, what can I even say her name? Lori Desheen. Um, that I, I follow an Instagram account called self love mafia that I just love. And they shared uh, this quote this week. And I just thought it's so good. Be the person who breaks the cycle. If you were judged, choose understanding. If you were rejected, choose acceptance. If you were shamed, 
Choose compassion. Be the person you needed when you were hurting, not the person who hurt you. Vow to be better than what broke you. To heal instead of becoming better so you can act from your heart, not your pain. Man, when we're encountering people who are acting from their pain and are acting from their hurt, may we make that decision to step back and to love them from a place of assurance and love and just really compassion and to know, you know what, this is nothing this has nothing to do with me. We can't always say it has nothing to do with us. That's where we take what feedback we get from the world to the Lord. And we say, okay, Jesus, separate the precious from the vile. What is this is true? And what if this is garbage? But when he tells us what's true and what's garbage, that's, that's the place of freedom. And that's the place of really incredible breakthrough. Okay. The last thing um, and I shared the song, uh, splitting this into two episodes. This is obviously the second of, uh, the two episodes because it was a long, long one. It was a lot to cover. Um, I have a song called shaken off your dust and, um, it's one of my favorites because it is, I think so much of what we talked about today is kind of encapsulated lyrically in this song. Um, it's so very much about somebody kind of watching you talk bad about you, you know, just being jealous, whatever. And the chorus of the song, which is really funny to me, is the line, oh, honey, green just ain't your color. Like, being jealous, being envious does not look good on anybody. Um, The next line is, being mean just makes you suffer. Um, You can keep your jealousy because I've got my eyes on bigger things. And so it's super country. Um, this is one that I was just really fun. It was really different for me to do, but I'm going to share that one here. And, um, again this week, but I'm going to leave you with this song and you know, sis, I got to tell you, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for listening. I'm so proud of you for daring to open up your heart and look at the places maybe where not only you have been shamed, but maybe even places where you've harmed other women, not even necessarily realizing it because of the places of your own pain in your life and how you reacted. So as always, I'm so insanely grateful to you um, for taking some time and hanging out today. And I'd love to hear from you. If you have some thoughts or some insights specifically on this topic, um, you can shoot me an email at abby at highstrongwoman.com. It'll be below in the description. And uh, I hope you hope you have a great week and I can't wait to talk to you next week. And this is Shaking Off Your Dust. your mouth about me kissed in your jealousy I've had enough I'm shaking off your dust I've been working for way too long to let you keep small I've had enough I'm shaking off your dust you try to bring me down you try to make me Keep me small Your crazy never ends Oh hey, green just ain't your color Being mean, it just makes you suffer Oh hey, you just make me tougher You can keep your jealousy, your jealousy Cause I got my eyes on bigger things, yeah Sleep. I've had enough. I'm 
shaking off your dust I've been doing this way too long You're not the first one to come along I've had enough Shaking off your dust You try to bring me down You try to make me fail You try to keep me small Your crazy never ends Oh hey, green just ain't your color Being me, it just makes you suffer Just make me tougher You can give your jealousy Your jealousy Cause I got my eyes on me Things, yeah Cause I 